what was going through your head when you saw Japan for the first time? Like, you're off the plane, you're officially in Japan. What was going on in your mind? I think, I mean, the whole time that I was traveling there and even before I started competing, I just kept trying to think of it as just the coolest opportunity rather than all this pressure. So I just would have these moments of just being so grateful to be there. And, I mean, as we were going through the airport, we had a lot a lot of COVID stuff and we had been prepped that we could be there anywhere from two to eight hours. So I think I was more focused on that and just, okay, what's the next step? Where are we going next to get, get through the airport and all that? But I mean, driving through the city, it was so beautiful. I really wish we could have gotten to explore, but you know, obviously it didn't work out that way. And that's okay. It's probably for the best because then I really couldn't get distracted with mm-hmm. anything. So um, I just, I mean, when we flew over and I saw the coast for the first time, like as we were, as we were flying, mm-hmm. I just, I just started tearing up because it's like, oh, this is my dream. Like mm-hmm. it's actually happening. So, you know, going to the Olympics. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was your first impression of Olympic Village when you first got there? I thought it was the coolest place I had ever been. Just, it's like this town, but everyone in it is around your age and Mm -hmm. the best in the world and I I told my boyfriend no one was good looking but good looking (laughs) and you know it's just it just it was this really cool almost like utopia type place and it's like its own little town so it just felt really special to be there and so even though it was COVID and even though you know, everyone was wearing masks everywhere. It still felt really special. Mm-hmm. What was the coolest part of getting to stay in a place surrounded by all these different people re- representing so many different countries? Yeah, it was just, it just makes you realize, I it just makes you respect everyone in other countries so much more. It's just everyone's out here to try and do the same thing and they have the same dreams and goals as you. And so it just, I think it's easy to kind of, get wrapped up in your bubble and your town and your country and so it just Mm -hmm. it just helped me to kind of yeah just see it it's just cool it's it's so cool it was a really awesome environment were you able to spend time with people outside of that aren't pole vaulters or I know that with pole vaulters everyone was kind of together because you're all competing together but were you able to like maybe see this hang out with the swimmers or the gymnasts or the and or the I don't know the ping pong people yeah so all of team usa was in the same building so i actually we did see the other sports and the other events um and track and field specifically was was all rooming together and Mm -hmm. actually i didn't have any pole vaulters in my room so they it was i had a couple distance runners some mid um some mid distance um uh there was discus thrower and sprinters so it was kind of a nice mix of and a a good variety of the team Mm -hmm. and and then during the week we would go down to the athlete lounge and watch all the events because I've just gotten to know a lot of the people that were competing over the years because Mm -hmm. even though there's not olympics you know we still go to world championships together we still the the diamond league meetings are you know our biggest competitions other Mm -hmm. than worlds and olympics so it 
I, you see these people all the time. And so then to get to cheer them on at the biggest meet, we'd all watch down in the the athlete lounge, but the baseball team would be down there. And I, you know, you'd run into the rock climbers and yeah, the swimmers. And so it just, yeah, it was, you did really feel like it was different than any other event that I had done yeah like could you be like walking like I don't like in the cafe you be like oh Simone Biles is right there I never thought I'd be in the same room as Simone Biles right I I didn't get to see I didn't see any of the huge name people like the basketball players mm-hmm. or the gymnasts so I know some people did run into them so uh, but yeah I mean I I saw the silver medalist that one in rock climbing and um just so yeah you do you you, I did know people that ran into some of the bigger names too and Mm -hmm. it just it just makes you realize it's we're all the same yeah even though Simone Biles is Simone Biles like she's still there to achieve her dreams it's just just like I am and it's the same level so it just it was it was really cool I do want to ask you did you know Sha'Carri at all like, did you get to meet her or no, anything like that? I, I did not, no. Yeah, because I wasn't sure. Because I know she was in the the track and field sort of family. Yeah. But I didn't yeah, know if I, you got to, like, I, meet her or anything. I hadn't um, because she's pretty – she's younger. Right. So I just – we our paths hadn't crossed yet. I'm sure they will. But mm-hmm. I haven't actually gotten to talk with her or anything, though. No. Yeah. When did it hit you that you were, like – at the Olympics oh man um I don't know like I said it kind of would hit me in waves where I would just have these moments of being so grateful to be there I think being in the village helped a lot and just walking around and seeing everyone Mm -hmm. um just even like getting the uniform when it was delivered to my house like Mm -hmm. just just there were little things along the way but it's still it's so big and it's such a big dream and goal that it still in some ways hasn't fully sunk in like I'm like there's oh, no yeah. way like I was a part of that let alone winning that it's just too much it's yeah too big. Like, it's, so it's there wasn't one just resounding moment I guess where it just all hit me but it, it definitely hit me in ways I do think right as I was standing on the podium after Olympic trials and I, I just kind of like looked around and went, okay, I did it. Like I made, I made the team. Like that was a big moment too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you get to keep like, do you still have like your skims? Uh, things I know that Kim Kardashian uh, did the stuff for you guys. Yes. Yes. The, the gear that we got was one of the coolest parts and I didn't realize we were getting all of that. So I brought, several suitcases to make sure that you know we're in the village that was a good call and then we get two more suitcases of stuff i'm like i could have come with nothing like in ben five (laughs) um but yeah it just that was that was probably okay maybe other than like competing and winning that was like the coolest (laughs) part (laughs) yeah i don't own anything from skims because i can't afford that crap (laughs) I hadn't either, but it, I will say if you if you ever can, it's one of the most comfortable things I've ever had on my body. Do you still wear it to like to this day? Yeah, yeah, it's just really good loungewear, good good sleeping. So yeah, how did pole vaulting come into your life? 
I saw the high schoolers doing it when I was in seventh grade and they took us out to the track for track practice the first day. I saw the high schoolers doing it and I knew I needed to try it. And so I begged the coaches for days to let me try it and they finally did. So um, it was more I insisted upon trying it. Mm -hmm. They're probably glad they let you. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think they are too. <laughs> How long did it take you to finally get over like a really high pole for the first time? Because all I personally could think about while watching you guys was I would fall right like on my butt or like hit my crotch or something. <laughs> yeah, it just you just work your way up. So it was, you know, seventh grade I started and I think the highest I jumped was like six six, which is pretty much a, a I mean you're like long jumping with just a pole in your hand it's just you're not bending it you're not mm -hmm. and then the next year I think I jumped seven feet six inches and then the year after it was nine feet six inches and then so you just slowly work your way up so it's not this you know moment out of nowhere where you yeah the pole and yeah so it's it's a slow and steady progression but I think the first time I ever bent a pole was, I want to say, like my sophomore year in high school. And I knew that was where it was going to start to be different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can't jump that high without a trampoline. <laughs> I can't jump that high without a pole in my hands, so I, I need help as well. <laughs> yeah. When, when starting out and you were like jumping six feet in the air, seven feet in the air, was it easy to get injured? I think as long as you have a pretty knowledgeable coach and aren't making drastic changes, gripping too high all at once, you know, trying to get on too big of a pole too soon, mm -hmm. it's a lot safer, I think, than people realize um, because it's just, it's very consistent. You're always landing, usually landing in the mat. Um, and it's, it's not as, I guess, I, it, like gymnastics has a lot more variability football has a lot more variability mm -hmm. so pole vault as scary as it looks is actually much much safer than even those sports so yeah i don't know how you guys do it you guys make it look <laughs> so easy you guys look remind me of tinkerbell you guys were like i mean, did i i started in seventh grade so 12 years old and i competed this past summer at 30 so it took years to, yeah. to get to that point <laughs> oh my god i was like I was like, my eyes were like, like <laughs> wide open on the TV. I'm like, this is nuts. <laughs> In what ways do you prep to gain momentum to jump that high? So we do a lot of lifting. Obviously, we'll do pole vault sessions and practice mm -hmm. the technique. But outside of that, we actually only vault probably twice a week. And then oh. the other days are spent. Yeah. The other days are spent lifting, sprinting plyometrics just becoming the best athlete you can be because the, the stronger and the faster you are the better pole vaulter mm -hmm. you can become potential really comes from speed yeah. on the runway and the way you do that is by getting stronger so yeah at what point did you realize that you have a gold medal like were you in like an autopilot during the ceremony and you didn't realize until later were you like in the zone like when did you be like oh I'm a gold medalist I mean, it, it really, it of course hit me the moment when she missed the bar um, for me to win, but I, it's still, I, like I said, it, it almost just, it's so surreal 
because it's so big and a lot of that meat felt like so many other meats that I do it's the same women in yeah. a stadium with, we competed in empty stadiums earlier in the year so it just mm-hmm. a lot of it felt normal mm-hmm. and so for that one to be so much bigger and so different when it's you, I think you just I, I have built it up in my head for years and that, I mean that's the biggest dream I've ever yeah. had so then for that to actually come true doesn't it's still it, it I mean I'll have my moments where I'll be like washing my dishes and I'll start crying like where it just hits me but for the most part it's still like it's still just kind of hitting me in waves rather yeah. than just one crashing moment do you ever just like look at the metal like walk around look at the metal and be like dang I did that <laughs> yeah 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 it's yeah it's like I said I still feel like the Olympics is going to happen where all the good people that we see on TV will compete. Like, like I said, there's no way that I was competing in that. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's crazy, but I, I know that I did. It's just, yeah. it, it, it like does not compute completely. <laughs> yeah. If you could compete in the Olympics, but in a different sport, what sport would you want to do? Where I could be good at that it could be whatever you want if you wish you could be good at it if you think you'd be good at it okay I I think if I could have been good at gymnastics that would have been fun I I was good I just when I was little I didn't Mm -hmm. do it past like the third grade so yeah um, I only made it to like level four but I (laughs) I always I, I was decent at it and so I loved I loved the flipping and I loved throwing all the tricks but I just did not like the amount of work that it took I wanted to yeah. play every other sport I wanted to try every other sport mm-hmm. and gymnastics takes up all of your time even at the age of eight so yeah I just knew that wasn't that wasn't it for me yeah um, yeah I I'd probably say I'd probably say gymnastics that'd be fun yeah I gave up gymnastics after after second grade <laughs> I was just like yeah yep. that's it's it too so time consuming I want a life. Yeah. Yep. Here's a crazy question. Are you sick and tired of Japanese food? <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> not. Well, and what's funny is, so the village was actually just such a variety of things. It wasn't like it was only Japanese food. Mm. They had Asian food. Yeah. But they also had American food. They had Italian food. Oh, they that's good. A, a sandwich bar. They had salads. They had, mm-hmm. I mean, there was such a variety. You never really got sick of any food. And... I mean, Asian food is actually my favorite food, whether it's sushi. Hey, so that's like a plus that it was in, that you got to go to Tokyo. Yeah. I mean, I love Asian food. So actually that's whenever I'm craving anything or want, like want to order and it's always some form of Asian food. So, um, so yeah, I would say I'm definitely not sick of it. What song like reminds you of your Olympic experience? Like, and you hear it, you're like, oh, the Olympics. Oh gosh, I don't. Mm, I don't know. I guess I, because I was listening to like a, a whole bunch of different ones, and but I, I guess honestly, so this is gonna sound cheesy, but the national anthem when it played, I this past weekend I was at a couple different like Cleveland sporting events, mm-hmm. and when it played, it just kind of took me right back and it's it, so it just mm-hmm. 
it sounds really cheesy, but the, the national anthem, just hearing it play when I was standing on the podium was, yeah, <laughs> yeah that it kind of hit me this past weekend. Yeah. So how long did it take you to get back on like the U.S. time clock after being in Tokyo? Um, I've gotten pretty good at jet lag, just having competed internationally mm-hmm. over the years. Um, but I say I always feel like coming back to the U.S. is harder, than right? Going out because I feel like you're when you go out there, you're fresh, and then dealing with jet lag when you come back, you're you don't even know what clock you're on. Right. Oh yeah. Um, but it, I would say it probably took me about a week. Um, that's mm-hmm. usually kind of what it takes, and I just do my best to try and get as normal of sleep as possible I always wake up early the first couple of days so I just try to fall asleep earlier Mm -hmm. to give myself more time yeah yeah. what is something you wish you had in Tokyo like something from home that you wish you had in Tokyo with you that you didn't bring I I guess my family would be it would have been awesome but obviously they couldn't come and I'm so happy that everyone that I loved got to watch it together mm-hmm. everyone that I cared about was in the same place watching it together um, but I, I do wish that I could have gotten to celebrate with them in the moment mm-hmm. so. what are your favorite ways to uh, like spend time during your off season I love fully resting, so I do like my days of just laying around doing absolutely nothing. Those are the best kind of days. I know. I also just like that I get to hang out with my family and friends without worrying about practice and, okay, I have to eat at this time and, Mm -hmm. you know, I have this kind of practice tomorrow, so I should probably eat this kind of meal tonight and, okay, we, I, I just need to prep for this session and so it's really just nice having the time to you know go go hang out with them whenever like with no real obligations um and I like dressing cute and going out to eat yeah um, big foodie so mm-hmm. I do like doing that what are I know you have you obviously wear gym shoes a lot when you're doing stuff so I was wondering what your favorite like gym shoes are I really like the Nike structures. I just think that they like support my foot the best. And I sometimes get issues like with my Achilles or my calves, Mm -hmm. um, just depending on the type of shoe. And and those are, those have been really great for me. Do you have any pre-meet rituals? So the night before, I always try to do like pasta and chicken of some sort, just Ooh. almost like carb loading of, yeah. of sorts. I I always have a little bit of dessert the night before a competition. Oh yeah, um, you got to. Yeah, I did it once, had a good meet, and said, "Okay, this is my excuse." I yeah, it, it'll go well for me. Yeah, um, and then I do. So I use these uh, compression boots. Uh, Oh, yeah, those big things Um, that go from, like, your mm -hmm. toes to your hips? Yes, uh, from uh, TheraBody is the brand, and they just, they inflate so that you get this compression, you get that kind of throbbing sensation, and then it releases, Mm -hmm. and it's just a a non, uh, it's it's just a, a good way to get blood flow in without you know, a massage where they're really digging into your muscles mm-hmm. so it doesn't flatten you out. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, not to get too, you know, yeah, specific, uh, but I just, that I, makes my legs feel really good the next day. 
and then day of I just try to make sure that I'm eating good quality meals more earlier in the day um I'll eat like an hour and a half before I would start my warm-up and it really just comes down to my meals I would say are the most consistent part of my routine Mm -hmm. I just try to eat every couple hours and then an hour and a half before I start warming up and I I do my hair and my makeup and I'm I'm very girly so I I definitely my makeup time is part of getting into meat mode but Mm -hmm. yeah do you have a big sweet tooth yes I love chocolate I love like warm chocolate chip cookies are probably my favorite oh they're the best from the mall yeah oh yeah or like uh pizookies have you ever had one of those no so it's called i i know bj's restaurant called it that so i don't know if that's just their name for it or if this is uh just but it's a warm giant cookie in a skillet that they just put ice cream on top and then they bake it as you like when you order it they bake it and then put the ice cream on so it comes out hot and gooey and delicious oh That sounds so good. Yeah. (laughs) What's a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you? Um, I think it's that when I was in school, like college, I did a study abroad in Paris for a fashion program and actually helped out with Paris Fashion Week to like dressing some of the models. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I, so I love fashion. That's, big part and I'm big into now especially with TikTok I'm big into skincare and makeup yeah I love all things that are I guess self-expression yeah so having those Kim Kardashian uh loungewear (laughs) probably was like a big uh fangirl moment it was it was very very cool when I saw the collaboration I was like wow that's big like awesome yeah 